Welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, we are going into another awakening where Bible is breaking out across the United States. We hear about the shootings in Michigan State. We hear about the killings in um, in Texas and California. Um, but Revival is breaking out. God's people are in spiritual warfare against the enemy, Satan, Diablo, the devil. Yes, we are marching. I was listening to um, Torchlight, which is a little children's show that I love, on Saturday morning. And they had Amy um, Carmichael on there, her life in India, saving the... um the children that were sold to the temple to be temple prostitutes and things like that. And one of the interesting things was when they were hit the hardest by the enemy, Satan, Amy turned around to the ladies and said, we're going to war. We're going to war. And she said, we're going to get on our knees and we're going to war. We're going to pray. And once again, prayer is powerful. Prayer is Powerful. I have a wonderful, um, beautiful minister, uh, friend of mine. Uh, her name is Gwen Lee, Minister Gwen Lee, and I've known Gwen for a long, long time. She's getting ready to go into her 25th year, 25 years of faithfulness of the called the Upper Room Ministry in Houston, Texas. And what it's all about is she is about Prayer, praying, prayer is the, is the key for her. And today we both prayed because we want certain things. I want to do certain things for the kingdom of God. And so does Gwen. We're all about the kingdom. And, um, we're not, um, we're not into mammon. We're not into the money as far as money, um, is our Lord or anything like that. But we do realize that we need money to do things for the kingdom of God. And so we were praying and praying. We both got major breakthroughs, major breakthroughs in our finances. So it was just, I just want to thank. God for prayer, for teaching us, Lord Jesus, of how to pray. Abba, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your holy name. Your kingdom come, your perfect will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, and thine is the glory. Hallelujah. And um, Prophet Hudson who's um, co-pastoring with Minister Lee. Um, she has a prayer meeting tonight, matter of fact. it's um, It starts at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, which will be 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my time. And it's just phenomenal. But Prophet Hudson also prayed with us, so it was the three of us in spiritual warfare as we um, prayed and stood in the gap. And one of the wonderful things that Prophet Hudson said after we finished praying, he says, do you trust God? 
And I said, yes, we both say, yes, we trust God. Do you believe God? Believe in God? I, we said, yes, yes. He said, he says, God wants to get these things, your prayer petitions, your prayer requests to you as quickly as possible. And so you need to believe this and trust God. And it was just awesome. Just, just awesome. Awesome, awesome. And, and then soon after that, I got a, Text from Gwen saying that she had a major financial breakthrough and I got a text. I had a major financial breakthrough. So God is faithful. God is good. And as you know, I've been talking about foundational things such as understanding that God is a God of love. He is love and faith operates by love. And therefore, the enemy tries to put in as many blockers as he can have people surround us doing things to us to get us offended, to get us in unforgiveness, to get us out of the love walk. And we must be strong and say, no, we are going to stay in the love lane so that we may operate in power and authority and in signs and wonders and miracles. We talked about um, this last um, Friday on the broadcast. I told everyone that, of course, we need to be um, have an attitude of gratitude, need to be grateful, and we need to make sure that we have a clean what? Heart. A clean what? Heart. So that God can what? Use us. So... I just wanted to once again reiterate that there's a revival in the land. I just heard about um, um, a little college, Methodist College in Kentucky, where revival is broken out and the students tarried and they wouldn't leave. Some of the students wouldn't leave. And now it is growing and people are coming from all over to pray because there's a hunger for revival. We were, um, as I was coming, going to work, I passed the spot where I decided that I was going to pray for a breakthrough, for a breakthrough in our city of Tallahassee. The violence was just horrendous. One violent act after another, young people just dying left and right from gun violence. And so I heard the Holy Spirit say, Pray. And then, and it was, I mean, physically at that time, I was still, I was in the throes of what was going on with my body. And my back was in severe pain, but I did it. And I did the seven times walk. I never forget it. And, and then the next, next time I did it at a movie theater where they had a shooting. And next thing you know, we had a group of people. And so it was just awesome, awesome to hear that God is on the what? The move, the Holy Spirit is wants us to tarry. And so we um, are about to have a great awakening. Great awakening is revivals breaking out all over the what? The United States of America, all over the what? The world. People are breaking out. Heidi Baker, you know, that's a, an up and coming 
woman of God who is sold out to Jesus Christ and signs and wonders and miracles are following her as well um, because she is sold out to what? Christ Jesus. Uh, I just, I just want us to walk in the fullness of what God has for us. And I want us to once again have signs and wonders and miracles following us. Signs and wonders and miracles following what? Us. What's lately been happening is people are following the signs and wonders and miracles when it should be the other way around. Signs and wonders and miracles should what? Follow us. So this has been... um a wonderful time. This is the beginning of 2023. We're already in February and it has been a, a time of deliverance and healing and grace and mercy and tender kindness on us all. And I'm just so excited about what God is doing in our lives. And I am so happy about the revival. I'm so happy that God's people are getting ignited, are come getting on fire. We have a youth group at All Nations Church, and they are on what? Fire. They are on fire. And they are praying. They are Reaching out, they are being transformed by the renewing of their mind. And our pastors, Pastor Stephen Yvonne Dow, along with the leadership, have taken a vested in, interest in our youth. And he, and Pastor Steve said it the other day, this is not the future. This is now. Now. Our young people are moving forward now. I've been listening to um, quite a few stories about Joseph, and of course, I'm um, getting ready to get into Moses, but it has been so powerful to, to, we hear again about the, the faithfulness of Joseph. Once God gave him the dream, not once, but twice, if God gives you a dream more than once and it's the same thing, he's saying the same thing, then what God is saying is that this dream is going to come to pass. The bottom line, nothing's going to change it. God has made it a prophetic dream and it will come to pass. And that's what happened to Joseph. He had the first dream about the, the stalks of wheat and it was a, uh, um, 11 stalks and all 11 stalks bowed down to his stock, which was the 12th stock because he was, there were 12 brothers and, and their brothers got offended. And then he actually saw the moon and the sun and the stars bowing down to Joseph. That, that meant his father, Jacob, who later his name was changed to Israel. And also his mothers, um, they bowed down to Joseph. They didn't like this. And the enemy was so angry, he got into, Satan got into Joseph's brothers and they plotted to kill him because they thought killing him would stop the dream from coming to pass. But what people don't seem to understand, what God has blessed, no one can curse. 
No one can curse it or hurt it. So even though they threw Joseph in a print, a pit and they sold him to the Ishmaelites who sold him to Egypt as an Egyptian slave, even as he stood naked on the auction block, Joseph was a success. Joseph was prospering because God was with him. And everywhere Joseph went, he prospered in leadership skills to the point where people would put him in charge of his their whole household. That's what Potiphar did. Put him, him in charge of his entire household until his wife had designs on Joseph because Joseph was very handsome and well-built and young. And she wanted Joseph, but Joseph would not, he did not want to dishonor Potiphar. And most of all, he did not want to dishonor his God, Yahweh, Yahshua, Mashiach, Lord God, Ruach, Kadash, Yahweh, Daddy God, Abba Father, Yuhayvah. So Joseph ran from her. And of course, unfortunately, she lied on him, said that he had tried to rape her. Which wasn't true, but guess what Joseph did? When he got down to the prison, we have no documentation at all in the Bible of Joseph talking about Potiphar's wife. He kept his focus on trust in God, even, even though his brothers threw him in a pit, even though his brothers sold him to the Ishmaelite, even though the Potiphar's wife lied and they threw him in the, in the prison just underneath the palace where the Pharaoh lived. All of this was strategic. 13 years from the moment he had the dream, 13 years of nothing but awful things happening. But Joseph trusted what? God. Joseph trusted God. Okay? So he trusted God so much. It didn't matter what happened. He knew that if God said it, it was going to come to pass. And guess what happened? The baker and the wine taster for the Pharaoh were both thrown into the same palace prison that Joseph was in. And guess what? Joseph ministered to the prisoners. And guess what? He ended up taking over the prison as well. He ended up managing the prison well because everything that was in his hands prospered. Right. And so he basically um, wanted to know why were they, you know, after a while they, they were OK. But a few days later, they both had a dream and basically they, they, their whole disposition changed for the worse. And so Joseph said, why are you so downcast? He asked them both. And they, and the, and the um, wine taster spoke up first and told Joseph his dream. And in telling him the dream, he said, basically, there were three grapes and then he, he squeezed the grapes in the cup and gave it to the Pharaoh. So he said, uh, three days you will be released from prison and restored back as the cup bearer. So after hearing that, the baker, was all excited. He said, I had a dream too. And on my dream, I had three baskets of bread and it was on my head. And the birds 
actually flew and they were eating the bread out of the basket. And Joseph said, he didn't skip a beat. He said, in three days, your head will be separated from your body. You will be headed and you, your body will be hung out and be eaten by the birds. And in three days was the Pharaoh's birthday. And guess what? Three days. The cupbearer was restored in three days. The baker head was chopped off and his body was put on a pole where the birds of prey ate his flesh. That's awesome as far as the baker. Now, where I think Joseph messed up all this time, 13 years, totally dependent on God, Joseph reached out to the baker, not the baker, but the cupbearer, and he said to him, remember me. When you are before the Pharaoh. Well, God is not going to have you beholding nobody but him. God is was grooming and prepping and getting ready for um, Joseph's big promotion that was just around the corner. But he ended up staying another two years. And then God let Pharaoh have his dream. And he had two dreams, which means was the same thing, and they which meant that this was going to happen. Nothing was going to change it. The first dream was about the cow, the fat seven fat cows came out of the water, beautiful fat cows, and then seven skinny erexic anorexic cows followed behind, and they ate the seven fat cows. Then the Pharaoh had the second dream. In the second dream, he had seven uh, ears of corn on a stock, plump and prosperous looking, and then seven um, scrawny, sickly corns that ate the seven, what? Fat corns. And Joseph has the same dream. And God, he gave it to the Pharaoh twice. So he told the Pharaoh, this is coming to pass. And seven, you're going to have seven years of plenty, and then you're going to have seven years of famine. And he says, and then Joseph said, you need to get someone to put in charge and store away to prepare for the seven years of famine. And the Pharaoh, now once again, this is nothing but God. And Andrew Womack really laid this out. Egyptians had a prejudice against the Hebrews. And especially shepherds. That was a lowly position to the Egyptians, right? So the um so what ended up happening was Pharaoh took a Hebrew, an Egyptian, uh, uh, an Egyptian, Pharaoh was an Egyptian, made a Hebrew slave out of fresh out of prison and made him the number two. Man in the what? Nation. And at that time, Egypt was equivalent to the United States of America like like the United States was in the 1950s and so forth. So basically, this was uh, an awesome thing that happened with Joseph, but he was prepared. His heart was Made right. Why? Because the Israel, his father Jacob, who now name is Israel, 
his family had to be saved. It was about 70 of them then. And they they were going to die. Not only did the Israel was saved, the nation of Israel, um, but other nations were also saved because of the wisdom and the favor on Joseph. And so Joseph's brothers came like the dream, and they bowed down. They didn't even know it was Joseph because he was looking so Egyptian, right? He was shaved and Egyptian clothing and all of that. So the long and short of everything is that his brothers did eventually bow down, but God wanted them broken down totally. So they went through a series of tests showing that their heart had changed because they were some rough people. The the original um, sons of Jacob had some evil ways. Simeon and Levi unfortunately killed Shechem at the and the city of Shechem killed every man and took all the women and children as slaves because the king's son had raped Diana, I believe Diana, their sister. And he actually went asked his father to ask for her hand in marriage. He knew and the and Simeon and Levi said, Oh, you can't marry unless you get circumcised. And these are all adult men getting circumcised. And so they got circumcised on that third day when they were sore. Um, Simeon and Levi killed them all. So they were some wicked, wicked, wicked people. And then, of course, um, Reuben, the eldest, ended up sleeping with Jacob, his father's wife, one of the um, step, his stepmom. And then, um, let's see, and also Judah, you know, didn't handle his didn't handle his his daughter-in-law properly and withheld his his last son because the the previous sons that they were once again wicked they what they said spilt their seed in essence for some reason they didn't want to have any children and God didn't like that and so they were both struck both sons did this and God struck them both dead um so, yes, it has been very, very, very powerful. God had to break them, had to transform them, and make them into the nation where Yahshua Amashiach, my Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, would come through the tribe of what? Judah. Right? Judah um, didn't handle his um, daughter-in-law properly. You can read more about that story. But in the end, they were all transformed. Judah ended up wanting to give his life to save his brother Benjamin and not cause his father any more harm. And that is just powerful transformation. Reuben actually tried to save Joseph, but they, um, they, Judah was, they were trying to kill him. And so Judah said, let's just sell him to the Ishmaelites. So Judah was used to save Joseph from dying in the cistern where they threw um, Joseph. So it's um, it's been a powerful um, teachings that I've been listening to about making sure that we have the right what heart because God can work with our, a person with a good what? Heart. A good heart. Heart. And so 
in order to maintain and have a good heart. We need to walk in forgiveness. We can't be offended. We need to um, walk in humility um, and keep our eyes on the prize, which is Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Renew our minds with the word of God and be transformed in the likeness of our Savior, Christ Jesus. We want to let people know that we serve an awesome God and we are about our Father's business. 2023 is going to be an awesome year for those who are faithful and and who maintain a level head and and pray and line our lives up with the word of what? God. I was just thinking about today as I was prepping and getting ready to come here today to record this message, and it has been a long, long day. And I just want to thank my Godfather, Doug Apple, who is tired himself and stays a little bit longer just so that I could record this broadcast. It is such a blessing to be surrounded by godly people who are about our our Father's business. I want to thank you all for listening and joining in and making sure that you keep close to the Father, close to the Son, and close to the Holy Spirit. Read your word and let the Holy Spirit guide you to all truth and transform you into a vessel that he can use. I want to close this broadcast with Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Once again, I want to remind everyone that we are having the prayer walk. This time it will be March. The 5th is the first Sunday in March, if I'm not mistaken. We will be at the steps of the old Capitol where the red and white Arnies are off of Monroe and it did, Appalachia did into it. So we will be at the Capitol on March the 5th at what, 3.30 p.m., first Sunday of every month, we will continue to pray and we will continue to march and pray for what? Our families and friends, for the city of Tallahassee, for the state of Florida, for our nation, and for our world. I just want to say thank you so much and please join us and you're welcome to send in a prayer request because we do have prayer circles. So if you can't make it on that Sunday, you can um, send it to 816-678-6838. That's 816-678-6838. That's the cell. You can text it or you can send, send it through to 94.1 FM Wave 94. My Godfather Doug Apple is the station manager and he will make sure 
that I get that prayer request and we will take your petition. We will take your prayer request to the throne as we do our march. This will be the 41st prayer walk, the 41st prayer walk. And so this is 40 represents a generation. And so we're very excited and uh, hopefully you all will be able to join us and we'll see revival break out here in Tallahassee. Thank you so much for once again joining me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Presence